Running up the score. You're listening to the Running Up the Score podcast. Now here's your hosts, Jerry Napoleonello and Kevin Donlin. Welcome back to another episode of Running Up the Score. I'm Jerry Napoleonello. He's Kevin Donlin. Week 13 is here. I hope everybody had a happy and fun Thanksgiving. Um, I will tell you right now, I didn't have a good Thanksgiving. Why? Because I watched the game that was the most watched Thanksgiving Day game since 1993 and there was 28 penalties called in the game the refs were horrendous and I saw a loss it was so awesome I'm in a suicide pool and a lot of people had Dallas so very grateful that um, (laughs) people went with that I'm still confused as to the aspect of it you don't have either defensive end you have no wide receivers and why anyone would think this was a safe play yeah, for uh, a suicide. Didn't yeah. make any sense to me. I was a big fan of the Raiders this week. Plus seven and a half. Lock of the week. Um, <laughs> no. Why lock of the week one last? We, did, we actually, yeah, we, we actually did pretty well. Charges were, Charges were my bad pick. I thought the Chargers were going to win. Rams were a bad yeah, pick. Yeah, Rams were pretty bad, too. <laughs> they didn't win we both We both picked the Chargers. You picked the Rams and the Chargers. Those are your two losses. You won your your lock of the week and you pick the Falcons also. Yeah. Which was definitely a step out there, you know, yeah. being Fal- that how, how bad the Falcons are. Yeah, no, but you know, obviously, uh, who was it? Jacksonville, right? Yeah. And Jacksonville's they're just another level bad. bad. Yeah. yeah no, like, <laughs> but yeah, know, I, d- I actually, uh, I went three and one, uh, you know, my, my lock of the week, uh, the lock, lock of the week, <laughs> Cut. <laughs> <laughs> lock of the week hit hard Cincinnati, baby. Yeah, no, that was uh, hard. Yeah, that was a good one. I actually liked them a lot too. I actually think I took them as well yeah. this week. Uh, they, you know, Pittsburgh uh, in a little bit of trouble right now. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind, uh, and it's really not on one player. It's really on the offensive line. Um, I think this team is just a revamp of the offensive line, though, away from being competitive again. Yeah, yeah, we're we're definitely going to get into um, the Steelers uh, soon, but I mean. How was your Thanksgiving? Everything Yeah, well, everything was great with Thanksgiving. You know? I mean, I'm not, I told you, I'm not really a big fan of the meal itself. I have turkey all year round, so turkey. You know, there's some people that don't have it and then just have it for Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm not one of those, so I'm all turkeyed out by the time you know Thanksgiving comes around. But To be honest with you, it's not even uh, – I don't even take that as a bad opinion because, honestly, I don't eat turkey on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, I prefer ham and stuff like that. But I, that's exactly, yeah. And I understand you know. that. I'm, you know, I'm just when it comes down to it, just in general, the dinner itself for me, it's just not, you know, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's a great holiday. It's great to be with the family and uh, be able to watch football all day. And you know, I come from a football family. Yeah. Like, we just we love the game and yeah, you know, for it makes me, it great for us. So I mean, it's it's honestly one of my favorite holidays, if not my favorite holiday, just I mean, it's because just, it's just tradition. You know, you know what's going to happen every yeah. every Thanksgiving. You know. You're gonna get you know a dinner all spread out everything. You're gonna have you be surrounded by family. You know the Lions will lose. You know the Cowboys will lose. <laughs> yeah, I, was you know, wa- and then, I was waiting because you had the smirk on your face. Yeah. I was you waiting. Know it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's obvious what happens. It's every Thanksgiving. It's you know, the it's, same thing every year. So it's funny. I think I just saw a uh, a picture, you know, of a graph of all the most watched Thanksgiving Day games. 
I think there's 25 of them. Every single one of them, except for one, was the Dallas Cowboy game. Yeah, you know, you know, for some reason, people have this perception that like they're America's team or something, and <laughs> they haven't won crap. So you're telling me like America is not winners, and, and I think See, America is full of winners. That so I, that's where I get confused, you know, because you got to win well, to get be considered America's team. That's the point of being America's team. I mean, look at even when they're good, when they're bad. You know, or, you know, whatever. When they're, when they're bad, I care because I laugh. I mean, I'll laugh well, at them. Uh, see, I don't. Like the Tony Romo snap. Oh, my God. The funniest Jets, thing I ever saw. You're a Jets fan. Up. See, I never understood this. What is the Jets fan beef with the Cowboys? No, nah, there's no beef. I think it's I, just so funny <laughs> because, like, every year. Like, because as a Jet fan, you know, my yeah, aspiration. Not. They're, like, they're at a certain <laughs> level. But every year, Cowboy fans are like, we're going to win it all. And I almost, am, you know, I'm sitting there when you got guys like Tom Brady in the league and Aaron Rodgers and you know, just all these great players. And I just, it's been a while since I heard like an Emmett Smith. You know, again, obviously, you guys wanted Zeke Elliott to be that. You're not correct. You know, it's just, it's a bad situation to be a Cowboy fan these days. I mean, it's a bad situation to be a Jet fan, obviously, but I knew we were going to suck. You know, <laughs> you guys thought you were going to be really, really good. And, you know, now all these teams coming in, they're all talking about the NFC already being planned out in the playoffs. I already got it planned well, out, too. Who are the Cowboys playing in the first round? Don't matter. They'll find a way. Watch a snap. Do something. I mean, all right, so, speaking of nah, speaking of nonsense, though, we'll, we'll, you know, we talk about the Cowboys just messing around. It was a brutal game for them. Uh, a lot of penalties. A lot of big plays on both ends. I can't believe that Deshaun Jackson catch late in that yeah, game. You no. can't allow that late in the game. You know, the penalties in itself as well. Just a lot of... Uh, very exciting game, though. Big reason why a lot of people viewed it. Another game, not probably viewed by even half the people that viewed that game, Detroit and Chicago. Yeah. What was that in the fourth quarter <laughs> yeah. from Dan Campbell? I know. The back-to-back timeouts, I haven't seen that in years. You know, yeah. That's because usually you have intelligent people you know, coaching. So, <laughs> But what happens is this is what goes on when you have a, a head coach that's doing play calls, and, he's yeah. trying to, and then now he's trying to manage the clock on top of it. It's a lot. For a head coach. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. Well, this I is mean, exactly what the Giants are doing right now. I mean, obviously, they got rid of Jason Garrett, and we talk about this. And now they you know, they brought in uh, – well, they didn't bring him in, but they uh, promoted uh, another former head coach. Who was it? Uh, oh, uh, Freddie Kitchens, Freddie right? Kitchens, yeah, yeah, from the Cleveland Browns. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know where you guys keep getting these gems <laughs> from, but, I mean, I, I – I don't see a difference, and I see Freddie Kitchens not doing this for much longer, and then you're going to force your head coach to do this, and you'll see the Giants making mistakes just as well as the Detroit Lions. But that was a disgrace. That was an embarrassment late in the game. You had every opportunity to get that ball with at least two minutes to go in the game, and you made it so that Chicago can have themselves a game-winning field goal. So it was a pretty pathetic game. A lot of people expected it. Wasn't big viewership, understandable. I feel like it, it's it's such an early game, too, because it usually starts around 1230. Well, I mean, so, I, I was all in on that game on the basis that I took Chicago in suicide. So it was it was one of those where, you know, you basically. Oh, so you definitely sweated that one out. Oh, 100%. Bit. I mean, the, the, you know, the game-winning extra point really got me. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 I'll be honest. Um, I, it was a very nerve-wracking pick. It was the first time I took a road team the entire season. I love taking home teams. Uh, I don't like taking teams on the road. I don't care yeah. if they go to Detroit or anywhere else in the country. I am not a fan of a team on the road. Never have been. It's very difficult to win on the road. And I don't care how good you are or how bad you are. I mean, I've seen Kansas City almost lose to New York in New York. So 
uh, to the Jets I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, and that's that, that was as far apart as you could possibly be, so there's no locks in the NFL. Um, but that's where what? I got most of my uh, – that's where I got most of my focus, though, to be honest with you, uh, was in that game and just watching how you could watch a team lose a game. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Detroit just does it every year. Um, they're just so bad. You know, when I'm a, when I'm a Jet fan. Jared Goff is pretty is yeah, he's pretty Yeah, he's pretty bad. He can't move the ball. You know, Robert Quinn was a big factor in that game for uh, Chicago. I wouldn't understand anyone that ever would get rid of him. If they had him on their roster already, I'll be honest. I, I would never. The guy was unstoppable. A very, very big difference maker on the defensive side. And he's healthy, too. It's going to be one of those shows, folks, where I just completely. I, he thought he had a bad Thanksgiving. I'm going to keep reminding him of it every minute. No, I'm playing. Uh, the Cowboys, you know, honestly, their offense, you know what you're getting. It's just unfortunate what happened with the two top wide receivers being out. But the fact that they were able to still move the ball consistently. Put up 33 uh, points. Absolutely. And the Raiders' defense is no joke. The Raiders' defense are, is a very good defense, not the defense we're used to seeing in uh, over there with the Raiders. And I don't want to say Vegas because they haven't been there that long. But since they moved out to Vegas, that defense is a lot is playing like a Vegas defense as opposed to an Oakland defense. So there's a different demeanor over there. And the Cowboys just ran into a, uh, a team that needed – it was a must-win for them. Absolutely yes. a must-win. They're playing a very tough division. The Chargers are very good. Denver's playing some good football. Kansas City, you know what you're going to get. You know, that's three very tough teams within the division. I mean, and obviously these games outside the division against teams like the Cowboys and stuff like that, they're almost must wins. So it's a good win for the Raiders. Um, a bad loss for the uh, Cowboys. I expect them to step right back on the pedal. Uh, they do have some favorable matchups coming up. They're just must win games for the Cowboys. It'll be interesting. You know, for his sake, they better hope they don't lose. Because I'll be all over it, and I, you know, I'm obviously gonna laugh, um, you know, because it's just you expect it to be so good, and it's this is what happens with injuries, though. Honestly, yeah, you yeah. lose guys on the defensive end, you lose both of your defensive ends, and you don't get any pressure to the quarterback. And everybody in the league's gonna light you up. Other and than Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons, yeah. I mean, well, he's a difference maker. He's a stud. He's a difference maker. Known fact, you, uh, you know, you gotta you hit with that one, which is always yeah. a nice feeling. Um, but I know the feeling. I mean, even as a you know, from the Jet fan perspective, we, we lost to both you know two different ends this year, and when I mean, you can't really develop pass rush, uh, no. it's very very difficult to play out there. Very difficult to play defense, I should say, and be able to defend man to man coverage. It's, you just can't play man to man at that point because if your D line can't get any pressure, you're vulnerable after three or four seconds. So yeah. then all of a sudden you play zone. Teams are try to drop underneath the zone, and it's very easy to manipulate how to move the football at that point. So. You know, it's just unfortunate for the Cowboys with the injuries. Jets are feeling the same kind of ordeal. I mean, injuries are going to kill you, and they're really going to make a difference on your team. But can we please talk about the New York Jets having two top five picks in the draft right now? The- well, both Jets and Giants yeah. have top ten, two top ten picks, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of crazy. But before we get to that, have you seen the stat of um, teams that have not covered the spread the next week, their record of covering the spread against the spread is like unbelievable. It's like thir- thirty-eight and like eight. Wow, it's insane. And I mean, if you're a big better, um, I would definitely look into that trend. It's definitely something that's winning a lot of people money now. Um, I wish I had it with me right now. I, I keep seeing a video. Same guy keeps posting. 
you know, like, oh, we got another win, got another win. Look at this record, you know. But it, it happens it's crazy. all the time because you know what it is in the NFL. People forget real quick. Yeah. You know, you forget about how talented people are. I mean, I remember when even Andrew Luck got hurt one year. And the next year, people were doubting him. And it yeah. was like, well, I know what Andrew Luck is. I know how good he is. I don't care what kind of injury it is. You know, some people respond differently accordingly. But, you know, he, he was a different. But people forget in the NFL. It's just always been a known factor and always been a consistent uh, situation. But that's an interesting fact with the spreads. I mean, But it makes sense. 30, some, it's 38 and 14. Yeah. And that was... That was in, that was as of week nine. Uh, so far, week two it's seven and zero. Oh. Week three it was six and three. Week four it was seven and three. Week five was five and two, five two and one. Week six was three and three. Week seven one and two. Week eight three and one. And week nine six and zero. Oh. When a team didn't cover the spread. When a team did not cover the spread the week before, they cover it the next oh, week. Oh, I got you. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, that's what happens. I mean, you know, some teams will fall flat in the NFL here, you know, at times. You know, I've seen times, I mean, even Jacksonville. You know, yeah. Jacksonville's fallen flat plenty of times, but one of the few times they covered the spread was probably against the Bills. They didn't even get a touchdown in the game. So, And it, another another crazy stat is uh, Tampa Bay with Tom Brady in primetime games. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Well, obviously. He hasn't covered yeah. at all. Yeah, I know. It's uh it's quite interesting. Well, he did cover the last time. Yeah, he did yeah, cover the last yeah, time. Yeah. That, but I mean, I know that then, for a fact yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I knew that factor going in. But um, yeah, I mean, we could get into uh, we're gonna get into more of the Giants in a little bit. But um, Jets, yeah, let's talk about the Jets. Um, well, they got themselves two lottery picks right now. Top they do. Fivers. Yes, and as I said, the Giants do too. Uh, although with the loss or with Washington's win yesterday. I think now Seattle like pops in in between or something like that. Ha- something happened. I think it's like uh, the Jets moved up now. I think they're three and four or four and five, and the Giants are seven and eight or something like that. But they're very close. I mean, heading into last night's game, I think they were four, five, six, seven. So that's yeah. It's going to be an interesting draft. Uh... Obviously, both teams have made really good trades to get rid of uh, you know players that definitely had desire. But you know, obviously, the you know the, the time wasn't now to win for either team. Uh, obviously, the New York Giants have some holes to fill. Yeah, and so do the Jets. I mean, if I if I were the Jets, you know, add another offensive lineman and add yourselves, you know, a uh, a dynamic pass rusher, I would say, or you know, a, a big-time corner because obviously the Jets have needs and so do the Giants. The Giants' secondary is pretty good, but the Giants need themselves an edge rusher. They might be, you know, potential, you know, move up into the draft kind of team. And the same thing with the Jets. I mean, there's no quarterbacks this year that are really getting overhyped. No, you know, the top teams the in the league this year are not going to be going quarterback. I mean, teams like Jacksonville don't need a quarterback at this yeah. point. I mean, you drafted one last year. Jets the same way. Uh, the Houston Texans could be on board for one. Uh and therefore might have desire maybe even to move back at that standpoint. But they also need a dominant player on their defense. I mean, obviously there's a lot of holes to fill in Houston. Yeah. So uh, that might be the you know the option that they go there. Detroit, again, uh, definitely in need of a uh, a dominant player on the defensive side. I mean, Detroit's done this before. They've taken Adamic and Sue, number one overall. You know, they know how to, you know, go after the best player in the draft. So, you know, Detroit uh, – 
most likely fit, picking first. I don't think there'll be any debating that. Yeah. Even though I am a fan of them this week to beat uh, Minnesota, that's just you know between us folks. And I don't know what the spread. <laughs> I don't know what the spread is or anything. But uh, I saw a team with a lot of fight last week, and obviously the coach and being not being able to, uh, you know, not being able to just yeah manage the game correctly because they had every opportunity to find a way to get their first win. It would have yeah. been nice on Thanksgiving, but again, another Thanksgiving tradition of a Detroit loss. <laughs> Dallas loss and a very good turkey dinner. <laughs> the the night game was good, the Bills and the Saints. Um, but with the with the Jets, you know they had another win. Uh, they had they actually had a win, but the I guess the the bad taste in the mouth portion of the Jets win is just that Zach Wilson did not look good at all. No. And that's that's the issue. That's that's the scary thing because now the Giants and the Jets are basically um, they're in the same. I, I'm I want to say they're in the same boat, but they're really not. Uh, in terms of just they're both bad teams. They both have huge holes in very big positions. Uh, when it comes to the Giants, the Giants, you're in a spot now. Now it's. We already found out that uh, Gettleman will be gone after the season. So that's what every Giant fan has been asking for. That's what everybody kind of... The writing was on the wall. You had to get rid of Gettleman. He's just not... He just hasn't performed to what everybody thought he yeah, was going. Yeah, he was, he was pretty pathetic. Yeah, he, he. I mean, that's 110%. Yeah. Um, Jason Garrett was the basically the, the scapegoat. You know, just to kind of like, he was the chum, I guess. He was the guy that I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw something out there just so that, you know, maybe it shows the fan base that we're heading in the right direction. Um, obviously, what's going on this season, nothing is going to bring this team back uh, to a playoff spot or what or whatnot. But when it comes to the Giants, you know, you have to think. Is Joe Judge your coach? That is a, a huge question when it comes to, you know, the Giants. And, I mean, uh, most of their fan base, I, I don't think, likes Joe Judge. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, you don't want to have a new GM come in and it's obviously a coach that was hired by the previous uh, yeah. and GM. That's, and the Jets put themselves the Jets, in a situation exactly. like that before, and it was pretty pathetic. Uh, the whole situation, we were the laughing stock of the NFL, and... Certainly, the New York Giants will be in the similar standpoint if uh, something yeah. similar pans out here. I don't think Joe Judge is the answer. I think uh, his style of coaching is just trying to be like Belichick too much. Yeah. But obviously, the, dis- the demeanor there is not that yeah, you're not him. <laughs> uh, you're doing unorthodox, unorthodox things. Um, it's been really embarrassing from the standpoint. Screaming on the sidelines, your team making terrible mistakes. It's a uh, it's been an ongoing trend, and you know you continuing to get angry over the mistakes isn't going to fix them. Uh, obviously. Uh, you know, you got to teach them. And now I, I feel like the biggest question when it comes to the Giants is, is Daniel Jones your quarterback of the future? Do I think so? To be honest with you, I don't think so. I, I think he's shown signs of being a, a decent quarterback, uh, but he I, I just don't think he's the one for the Giants right now. I don't think they have... 
the time you know to to waste. I, what him. I see Daniel Jones, I see him as a capable backup in the NFL. Um, but I also don't think that the New York Giants have used him very much correctly. Uh, there were times where he's gone games not throwing a ball more than five yards down the field. Is he a uh, six option quarterback runs? Pathetic. I mean, these are terrible calls. Is he the sixth overall pick? No, 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 no. That was a <laughs> that was a questionable pick that early yeah. on. Um, and you definitely could have had a better asset, but I mean, that's obviously you know we're talking about years later. We're talking about this. Yeah. It's really hard to make that management. Well, call, it's but, it's year what year three mm-hmm. year four. And I mean, these are this one of the many the picks. Yeah, this is one of the many picks that the New York Giants have made recently. Is a big reason why their GMs are just flopping all over the place. Um, for Daniel Jones, though, uh, I don't think he'll have any problem finding another job if it ever came down to it. And the New York Giants decided not to go with him going forward. But, you know, when it comes down to Daniel Jones, he, he just seems like a very like a guy who can come in as a backup and be more than capable of moving the ball. Josh McCown. No. No, I wouldn't say Josh McCowan. Okay, yeah, maybe. That's yeah. probably the best way to put it. Yeah, McCown was always a capable backup, and he was definitely a threat to move the ball. So it actually fits pretty well. Yeah, I just feel like he's the guy that, um, you know, he can, or even like a Colt McCoy, you know, a guy that can fit in for three games if you got to, you know, and possibly get two out of those three games out of, you know, a win. He's not a guy that's going to carry your team. Right now, the Giants need a quarterback that can carry the team. They don't have that. Well, I'll be honest. Um, They have a very good defense. Their secondary is incredible. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. Well, they spent like a lot of money on it, so of course. Uh, you would hope so. They've played very well, and they're a big reason why they won the game last week. Uh, say what you want about Jalen Hurts. He's still got to make plays in that secondary. You know, and obviously Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I've been watching the game, and obviously he made like one throw, and I remember, <clears throat> and it was almost like doubt as to, oh, maybe, maybe he is good. No, he's no. not. <laughs> No, um, I, I thought it was just I hilarious. was actually, I was in the bathroom at the time when he threw a pick in the end zone at, right before half. Because I thought it was eight seconds left. Dude, I And I just heard you. people going, oh my God. And I knew right away. Uh, I was like, this guy just messed up something. It was perfect because I was like, you know, I was thinking he's driving right down the field. And then they started to mess around too much towards the end. It was like, all right, they're actually going to go for it. You were thinking, all right, you know what? It's 10 seconds now. You're you already just threw it away. Kick the field goal. Well, Take I mean, the points. Everything comes down. Everyone's like, oh, well, Jalen Lurie gets supposed to catch that. I go, well, if it's a 13-10 game, they, they just kick a field goal there. Yeah. And the game's tied, and we go, we continue to play football. Yeah. There's so much debating that you can do. And hearsay, people were really questioning that Jalen Rieger drop and all this and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, that was the biggest floating, catch I've, I'm floating bowl I've ever saw in my entire life. And I don't know about you. I mean – I've never experienced it a day in my life. But when a ball is floating in the air like that and you're a wide receiver and you're going to make that catch, odds are you're going to get smoked the second you catch the football. Whether you get smoked from the back, the front, the side, they're all going to feel the same. And it's going to hurt. So people questioning Jalen Rieger not making that catch, I I don't even bother with that. It's uh, That ball's got to be thrown better. I mean, you got to throw that ball like a dart. I saw yep. Russell Wilson made a beautiful throw between the seam like that the other day. Last night, actually. Made yeah. a great throw down the seam. Made an easy touchdown. Same kind of play. It's just he floated it to him. Yeah. And it's like you can't float this crap. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm saying know, crap. It's, it's a football, not crap. But it just shows the frustration. I can only imagine well, his, being his an eagle. play is crap. I can imagine an eagle fan just being like, this is what we got to deal with. 
the and you know what's funny? Be like the best, second best fantasy running back. Guy rushes for 100 yards a game. Hey, all right, cool, man. You keep rushing for 100 yards. Odds yeah. are you're going to get hurt. And if yep. you don't get hurt, you, you're going to throw floaters all day long. That arm strength has got to get better. And if not, then you're looking at a team that's just going to be struggling. And they have a pretty good team over there in Philly, man. They know how to block. Can you imagine when this kid doesn't have anybody? Because he had all the time in the world in that last yeah. drive. Everyone's like, oh, he's, he's moving the ball well. I'm like, there wasn't a single Giant having any kind of pressure. Yeah. That's why I talked about before with the New York Giants potentially moving up for an edge rusher because that they was bad. It. That was they bad. It. They could not get a pass rush at all. Now, you know, you credit the Philadelphia offensive line, but this kid had the best scenario you can have and still put up, well, how many points they scored? Seven? Uh, they yeah, lost 13, 13 to seven. seven. Yeah, yeah, they put up seven points. And, against and, the Giants. And you didn't even face pressure for the most part. Against the Giants. And not to mention a, the awful pick in the end zone with eight seconds left at half. you got to make sure you get points on that, that drive. Was, that was amazing. Because I literally texted was you. Wasn't it 13-7 like, or was it 10-7? It was... 10-7, No, right? I think it was 3 nothing at the time. Oh, it was 3 nothing At the time. And I I just I just saw the, not go the, to the, tie the, game? the play calling. And I was like, they're they're actually going to go for this. They're they're going for the touchdown. And I and I texted you specifically because I knew obviously it was Jalen Hurts. This was a perfect time. And I texted you literally five seconds before, and I said, God, what I would do for a pick from Jalen Hurts right now. And l- like right as I click send, they they hiked the ball, and he ended up rolling out. To the right, and, and it's just such a it bad up. interception. I mean, you have to get points there. It makes Deflating. every difference. And I mean, granted, that was a great drive he had at the end of last game, where he got the ball down to that certain point. But now everyone wants to blame Rieger for that. That's fine. You guys can blame Rieger. I see the game a lot differently than a lot of people. Yeah. I saw a ball get floated, and it, it was just. I mean, he's anticipating a hit. Yeah. Now, granted, you're a professional wide receiver. You make millions of dollars. You got to make the catches like that. But you shouldn't be putting your wide receiver in a scenario like that. I mean, yeah. he would have gotten rocked from behind for about oh, safety, hundred percent. Absolutely, it's so difficult to make that catch at that point. That ball's got to be rocketed in there. He's got to catch it, secure it, get down, and make sure not to take a huge hit in the process. I mean, it's you know, football's violent. Yeah, you could definitely get hurt on this football field. So it's very, uh, it's very intriguing to see the different standpoints on that play, nonetheless. But uh, seeing. Uh, how obviously football is violent. We had some big injuries, especially to playoff teams. Um, you know, obviously not a playoff team right now, but uh, Carolina Panthers, they have officially said that Christian McCaffrey's out for the season. So that's a big loss um, because they are a bubble team, basically. Um, Dalvin Cook will be out at least two weeks with a dislocated shoulder. Debo Samuel and Fred Warner both out. With injuries, which is huge for San Francisco because Debo Samuel has been their offense. And then you have Ladarius White, who's out for the season for the Bills, who's their best. Tredavious White? Tredavious White. Oh, yeah, okay. Ladarius White. I don't know yeah, where I, don't, I got that from. I don't know. But yeah, Tredavious Wright. Um, right. Right. <laughs> don't worry about it. Just stop trying his name. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, that's a big loss, though. A good cornerback on the Buffalo Bills. The Bills obviously had a very complete team. This actually makes them somewhat vulnerable. And a big question is, you know, right now that, honestly, everyone's talking about is the AFC East and who's going to win it. I mean, people have the Patriots right now. They are flying high. They are the yeah. best team in the league right now, the way they've been playing football. These have not been close games. I know I'm a Jet fan. They threw up 50 on us. <laughs> so they've been playing really, really good football with a rookie quarterback. It's been impressive to watch the entire time. But uh, and the question is, I mean, is it going to be the Bills or the Pats? 
Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like when we we look at it, um, you know, and in all of sports, all we talk about is parody. That's all everybody wants is parody. You know that that's always been the the knock on the NBA is just that you know before the season starts who's going to be the dominant team, who's going to be in the NBA Finals. Um, you know the NHL, there's a lot of parody in it. The uh, Major League Baseball, even though there's high high salaries, we're still seeing parody. We're still seeing teams keeping their top players and, and a different team in the World Series every year, whatever it is. And it was somewhat in the NFL, but we're seeing it all across the board this year. The parody, I feel, is at an all-time high in the NFL this year. There's not one dominant team in the NFL right now. Every single team can be beat at any time. The Cardinals, yes, they are 9-2, and two, but I still think that they're a team that can be beat. And that's the only team that you can look at and say they're the most dominant team in the league right now. They've had the last three weeks without their quarterback, without their wide receiver. So it'll be interesting to see they're coming back from the bye. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Kyler Murray plays, if um, DeAndre Hopkins plays. I'm sure they will. Uh, you know, and we'll see where the, that Cardinals team goes from here. Um, Rams are completely overrated. I don't care what anybody says. They are completely overrated. They add Odell Beckham. They add Von Miller. They still cannot get wins. They're three down. They they just lost three straight. You know, th- and they're losing teams. They're losing to the teams that are ahead of them, and that's the issue. Um, there, I just I just feel like they're a very overrated team, and therefore I think they're getting knocked down a couple of uh, pegs here, and I think home field advantage is out the window for them. Um, so that number one pick is out the window. And the scary thing is you're looking at Green Bay that's up there as well. Nobody wants to go to Lambeau. Nobody. Doesn't matter how how much of a better team this team is compared to the Packers. You go to Lambeau, everything's off the board. You're, you're going into zero-degree weather. That football, and especially now with the extra week, we're going into colder weather (laughs) you know potentially absolutely without a doubt and that's a scary thing um it's different in terms of arizona because arizona plays in a dome so that um that is the the ultimate yeah i think dallas would have no shot in lambo is that basically the point we're coming at right here because it's true oh so you're just trying to hate they would have no they would have no shot well i wasn't gonna say that you know, I was just talking pass, about Pat. I was just talking no about no running game. Elliot, I mean, gets three yards a carry. Yeah. It's typical Elliot game. I, you're not ruffling nah, my feathers. You know, it's it, not happening. the pass rush for Dallas will just destroy Aaron Rodgers. I get picture it in my head right now. Fully, the pass rush just getting to him the entire game. Listen, It'd be scary. We'll see. It when, would be we'll so scary. We'll see what happens when Randy. I mean, who's gonna block Aaron Donald? I mean, I don't know what. I don't know. Maybe who knows? But. When it comes to the NFC, it's going to go between the Rams and the Green Bay Packers. I'm not even looking at Dallas. It don't matter. Cool, probably get COVID again. It does not. Your head coach got COVID right now. 
No hope. I it mean, might be the, the you know the gods of NFL, the NFL gods. What about the Cardinals? You know, all the ref calls the other last week. It's just it's not meant ever for Dallas. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a long time before you know America's team makes America happy. I guess. Um, I mean, I'm here to you know. I just I feel like America's full of winners. And obviously, when I look at Dallas, I just don't see like. Oh, winning. so you think America's full of winners right now? Yeah, we are full of winners right now. <laughs> we are full of winners. We are the biggest losers in the world right now. <laughs> yeah, I know you got that right, the Dallas Cowboys. Right, the biggest losers in the world right now. Yeah, America's no, team. Listen, um, <laughs> I just uh, but you you also said Packers and Rams. Yeah, I didn't say Cowboys. Yeah, but you also didn't say the Cardinals. Yeah, no, so Kyle, Murray, Kyle Murray probably be hurting like a week. You know, he keeps playing the way he does, and I've yeah. talked about this. You know, with running quarterbacks in this league, you cannot continue to run the football as frequently as these running backs, I mean, these quarterbacks are doing. You know, I'm watching a lot of quarterbacks that really manage it well. Guys like Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, they manage it really, really well. But then you got Kyle Murray, who's really dependent on it. And, they were, you know, he's been finding people downfield more and more. So he really has been more and more dynamic. Uh, he's definitely what, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles wish they had with Jalen Hurts. 100%. Uh, it's probably exactly what Miami wanted out of Tua. So Arizona definitely hit with this guy, and he's very good. He just has to be more careful, or else he's going to find himself in, he's going to find himself injured again. And that's the big reason why you're not seeing this team rush him back at all. They know his style of play. And in order for him to be able to move the way he needs to move, he needs to be healthy. So it, it really is a question of how his health will plan out, but I don't see Arizona making it on the basis of that. Plus, now... Are you you're backing the Rams? You said. Now you're backing. That means you're backing Matt Stafford, who is officially now nine and seventy against teams over five hundred. Yeah, he's been unbelievable. He continues to be great. Uh, (laughs) Now he's honestly out of those seventy. I know a lot of it obviously is because he played for Detroit, but still. No, we're talking a lot of it's because he's been hurt too, and there's a big big problem with that. So. But nine and seventy. Yeah, I mean, he's been hurt probably for thirty-five of those games, I and mean, he played behind a Detroit offensive line for you know about ten years. So you're going to get hit a lot. He's dealing with injuries too. So I mean, it honestly, you know, I can understand what you mean. Like, it's hard to say the Rams will make it with injuries, yeah. you know. But it really will come down to that. Um, these guys just, you know, the focus is to stay healthy right now. And you know, for teams like Arizona, Dallas, it's been very difficult. Uh, Green Bay, even too. Green Bay's got a lot of injuries on that defensive side. So a lot of teams have been dealing with a lot of injuries right now. The only team that really has, you know, dealt with minimal so far has been the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But even they've had some big, uh, their whole big secondary hits. is, yeah, has yeah. Been well, hit. obviously, and then missing, uh, you know, Antonio Brown and then Vita Vea even for yeah. last week uh, was a big impact. Always is a uh, big reason why Washington was able to knock off Tampa Bay. Yeah, but. You dodge these injuries, and you find yourself in a good situation. So right now, the NFC is wide open. We'll see if Dallas can get a healthy wide receiver by, you know, playoff time. Uh, you know, we go from there. But again, with the unpredictability of uh, COVID-19 and stuff like that, it makes it very difficult. Yeah, Am I still supposed to call it COVID-19, or is it just COVID? Or I, To be honest with you, um, I don't even know. Um, we got the new, new variant out, Omicron. So that that'll be fun, yeah. you know. So, um, but so I I was looking at an article um, from a past coworker uh, when I was working at Sirius XM. Uh, he does articles for NFL.com. Adam Shine, 
he also has a show on CBS and also has a radio show for Sirius. Um, he did a an article on the NFL and just basically bringing up like seven or eight questions. And he did a true and false. So I want to do the true and false with his questions um, or statements, I should say. Um, we don't even have to say what he says. Uh, but I want to hear yours. I'll give mine. So we'll start off. Number one, he has the Patriots will nab the AFC's number one seed. So not just AFC East. He's saying the number one seed in the AFC. Now, Patriots have been unbelievable right now. They're one of the most complete teams, I feel like, uh, in the NFL. Their defense is playing great. They're running the ball great. Mac Jones is not turning the ball over. That's the biggest thing. He's he's also not like uh doing anything fantastic. Um but he's playing a role for the Patriots and it's working. So true or false, the Patriots will nab the AFC's number 1 seed. Uh are they number 1 right now? I believe so. Yeah, then they will. Because obviously the rest of the season, you know, of course, it's the New England way. And, uh, you know, the Bills obviously just missing their uh, top cornerback. So, of course, the Patriots haven't played the Bills at all this season so far. So they get two matchups against the Bills. They got a matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars and a matchup against the Miami Dolphins. So it seems like four wins for the Patriots might be a possibility. The other game obviously being the Colts in Indianapolis. That's going to be a tough one to win. Uh, for me, I think it's Indianapolis is the best team in this uh but their record not being uh, that well. So, yeah, I think the Patriots do finish as the number one seed, and I think the Indianapolis Colts come out of the AFC um, championship game no matter who they play. Yeah, uh, for me, I mean, if we're if we're looking at – so the Patriots, their schedule remaining. They got Bills, Colts, Bills, Jaguars, Dolphins. Yeah. So – Two wins against the Bills because obviously they don't have the number one corner and they've been awful on the defensive side lately, Buffalo. So, you know, good luck over there. New England will find a way to beat them. Belichick will out coach, uh, you know, in general. Yeah. So that'll be it. And the Bills have Patriots, Bucks, Panthers, Patriots, Falcons, Jets. So that seems like four wins as well. But again, with the Patriots already being the number one. I think that's the difference maker. Those games with the Bills and Patriots are going to be huge. Yeah, I mean, they it really are. comes yeah. down to those two games because you know you're looking at two teams that have two, you know, absolute gonna win the game. You got another two teams, you know, for the Bills, same thing, absolute wins against the Jets and whatnot. Uh, and it really comes down to the matchups between the Patriots and Bills, and obviously the Bills missing, you know, um, their top corner is going to be a big difference. Yeah. I mean, it really is going to be everything. Yeah, because, I mean, you look at the Ravens. The Ravens are up there, too. But the Ravens have the Steelers, Browns, Packers, Bengals, Rams, Steelers. Yeah, good luck. They have a tough schedule uh, going down the stretch. And then the other team, you know, you have the Titans. The Titans are up there. But, do I mean, we could – I mean, uh, look, at, look at the rest of their schedule. They got the bye, Jaguars, Steelers, 49ers, Dolphins, Texans. It's a very easy schedule, though. It's going to be the Patriots. And the then, Patriots are number one right now. That'll be it. The Colts. Yeah, the record sucks. Texans by mm-hmm. Patriots, Cardinals, Raiders, yep. Jaguars. Dude, and, you know, they have a crappy record. Yeah. They're going to sneak into the playoffs. The Colts will be a very it'll They're be a tough, be a team that you It'll be a play. tough road. Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. But I think, no doubt in my mind, I think Indianapolis Colts come out of that uh, that conference winners and they go to the uh, 
they go into the Super Bowl. So we're both saying true on the Patriots. Absolutely. I think this is a redemption, redemption year for Wentz. I think Wentz finds himself in the Super Bowl after coming so close, obviously, with the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles a couple of years ago. I think that'll even be funnier uh, towards Philadelphia Eagle fans just in general. I think it'll just be hysterical to watch as their old you know quarterback goes on to win the Super Bowl with another team while they sit there with Jalen Hurts. So it's so funny. I, I'm trying my best as I talk about it to hold my laugh in. And it, it really is, it's just extremely amusing, um, the whole situation. I didn't understand why they lost out on Wentz right off the bat like that. Um, I really thought that was all Doug Peterson had nothing to do with Carson Wentz at all. Um, you're looking at play calling and everything else. They don't run he the football a lot. Yeah, he was dealing with injuries, absolutely. But, a huge was... but you give the guy an offensive line, a guy that give the guy some protection, and it's, and it's over, you yeah. know, so... Um, you know, Philly's got some uh, moves to make going forward, but again, uh, very, very funny with the whole situation. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, number two, the Steelers are cooked. True or false? No, the Steelers are not cooked at all. I think they're just a, an offensive line revamp from making themselves relevant again. I think he's meaning this season. Oh, like this season? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And the offensive line has been so bad. It's been bad all year. The fact that they won any games was just detrimental to the organization because you wanted a higher pick. Uh, this all, you know, this draft coming up though. There's a lot of offensive linemen. A lot. Yeah. Uh, the the draft capital for offensive linemen is probably more this year than in previous years past. So. I mean, they're, they're, I could see them being up there in the top ten. I mean, if you look at the rest of their schedule. Ravens, Vikings, Titans, Chiefs, Browns, Ravens. I don't see another win. Eh, maybe Titans. You know, Titans without any of the wide receivers are pathetic. Yeah. So, I, you know, but honestly, yeah, the Steelers are cooked, cooked. this year. There's no cooked. doubt. True. Well, Ben Roethlisberger has been cooked for about two or three years now. He's I mean, got to retire. Move. Yeah, of course. And it's, but it's more than him. The offensive line can't protect. And when you have a quarterback that can't be mobile, it's over. So but they're not even running the ball. Like, they have Najee Harris, and they're not even running the ball. Well, yeah, it's because they can't. Um, obviously, the offensive line does not create any holes. You know, you watch some of these teams like San Fran and the uh, the Rams. They open up these huge holes for their running backs. So, you know, even people talk about Daryl Henderson being, like, the next coming of, like, you know, Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. the truth is that they just get great blocking up yeah. front. So, uh, obviously, uh, you know, it just really works on the situation. Najee Harris, I don't blame it all. He's been very dynamic for them. Uh you know, we're going to go to number three, though. We'll stay in the division. We're going to go with the Bengals are the most dangerous team in the AFC North. And I'm, I'm going to go false on this. I really do think that um, Joe Mixon having a great year. Uh, Joe Burrow probably even better. Um, I give it two more weeks before Joe Burrow gets hurt again. Um, this guy takes sacks a lot. Cincinnati's defense probably one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I think the Ravens are the best team in this uh, division. I'm pretty sure that they'll show them in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the, the Bengals are a very hot and cold team. Uh, I mean, that's... We see a game like they we just saw last week with the Steelers. They put up, you know, 40-something points. Uh, Joe Mixon looks like one of the best running backs in the league. And then they have games where they just literally fall on their face. And it's just, it's it's unbelievable. Well, they, they, you know, they, they're just not good. I mean, uh, the defense is terrible. I, mean, I think... You let Mike White score four touchdowns on you. I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. You're on, you're on your own with that. Yeah. And that, that's really just no tackling. Yeah. And when you can't tackle well in this league, you're not going to win. The Bengals, this is actually, can we move on to the next one? Because this actually makes me sick <laughs> well, to my stomach. You're saying false. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm on the fence. I, I, I really don't know yeah, true I mean, or false. Yeah, name me I two just, players I, on that defense, <laughs> and I'll, you know, then we'll start talking again, okay? I mean, honestly, that's the problem. You know, and honestly, they talk about scoring defense with the Bengals. Get, get, that's, get this out of my face, man. Just stop going to dynamics. I watched their defense get shredded so yeah. many times. By Mike White. And, uh, and others. I mean, yeah. it really just hasn't been yeah. him. But we'll move on quickly to number four. I'm so sorry 
for the waste of time on number three. <laughs> um, the NFC's seven playoff teams are all set. And by the seven teams, they actually mean the Cardinals, the Packers, um, the Buccaneers, the Cowboys, and the Rams. And, you know, and probably you have- the, the San Francisco 49ers actually is another spot. Vikings currently hold the spot. but the number uh, seven team is uh, Washington with that win last night. And that was a great job by Washington. Uh, they obviously have actually uh, played a little better as the weeks have gone on. I feel like the defense has been more effective. But I think that was more Russell Wilson uh, and the Seattle offense and defense just being atrocious. Um, it really it comes down to the NFC's really set when it comes to the playoffs right now. And, you know, for me, you know, I talked about the Colts coming out of the AFC, and I'm obviously very confident in that. But I'm going to just go with the Buccaneers to come out of the NFC. I'm pretty sure there's no doubt about it. They've really dealt with minimal injuries all year. You know, losing Antonio Brown there, everyone's talking about, oh, their offense isn't the same. He will come back at some point. When he does come back, this team will be very dangerous again. It'll be laughable watching them play the Cowboys. It really will. I mean, it won't even be close. I mean, you, you guys they are They had trying everybody keep... in week one, and I mean, the Cowboys Elliot, took them to the Elliot, brink. Elliott's going to sit there and get one-yard gains come playoff time because nobody's running on the Tampa Bay defense. I mean, is anyone running on the Cowboys? I well, can't listen, tell. Listen, we – Has anybody run on the didn't, Cowboys? We didn't run against the, uh, the Buccaneers in week one, but we – Passed the hell out of it. Yeah, they had four injuries to the secondary in oh, the game, so they we were go. they were playing with two corners. Was, they they got but the true. They, this is what happens. I mean, you had every chance to win, and you just find a way to lose. So, you know, so you're same say, thing come playoff time, hundred percent. It might even be closer, and actually probably be more heartbreaking. But so, it'll be a loss. So you're saying this is true. Yeah, and it's going to be with Washington at seven. Yeah, that's fine. I don't matter. Washington, San Fran, Vikings it does not matter. They're not going to be relevant. It's going to be all Buccaneers, no doubt in my mind. Cowboys might get a win, maybe against like Washington. Some feel good about themselves, clap, whatever, and then it'll come down to a Buccaneers matchup or Packers matchup in Lambeau, like we talked about. Arizona, they might have hope uh, if Kyle Murray gets hurt the week before. But again, you know, number four actually really hitting it spot on. I think, yeah, you've got it right. The, the NFC is going to be pretty much made up of those teams. Um, and what do we got with number five? So number five. Uh, so I, I'm going to say on number four, I'll yeah. say I'll say true. Yeah, I'll I figured true. that. I mean, this is I'll pretty much true. a no doubt. Those yeah. are really good teams right now. The Panthers are making the right call and sticking with Cam. Yeah, I'll be honest. You know, thank God you read it. Because I wouldn't have held a straight face while I read this. Um, <laughs> I, then, I am a huge false on this. Yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, <laughs> I saw the two interceptions. I mean, he can run the ball well on the red zone, and he's very consistent in the red zone. I'll give him that. Got to get to the red zone. Seems like it was absolutely impossible against a Miami team that it, everyone's been getting to the red zone on. You know, and obviously when it's a choice between him and Sam Darnold, the Panthers are in trouble. You know, obviously. But, uh, like, you go, you have P.J. Walker play the one game against the Cardinals. You beat the Cardinals, yet you you sit, you know, P.J. Walker. And P.J. Walker played well. And you sit him for Cam Newton, who is absolutely so bad. That's a 5.8 passer rating last week. 5 for 21, 92 yards, and two interceptions. Yeah, no, he was absolutely borderline pathetic. So I, I mean, obviously, it's, this the, is totally false. Yeah, number five just even being an option. I'm, I'm, again, I'm just glad you read it because <laughs> yeah. I would have started laughing mid-sentence. You might laugh on this one, too. Yeah, you I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll actually read it. The Eagles quarterback of the future is on the roster. False. Totally false. I, I mean. Words can't express if, the stress <laughs> of what I'm going to explain right now. And I'm pretty but, sure see, it's it's absolutely false. Is he on the team? Yeah. If you want to go technical with this, but it's not going to be a good future. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, honestly, I do say true. I think they do stick with Jalen Hurts for about two to three years. And we get to watch this for a while. But he's going to have to show arm strength. I mean, Lamar Jackson was in the same boat. And I said, wow, this guy can't throw. All of a sudden, he worked on it. And he has been a lot better, a lot more efficient. And he's definitely made progress. So is there a possibility for progress with Hurts? Absolutely. But it starts with arm strength. And if he does not develop arm strength, I don't care how accurate he is. I mean, I watched the ball. He threw an interception even earlier in that game. I mean, the safety for the Giants could have literally just been both feet just inside on the opposite end of the field, right inside the you know the out of bounds, come all the way across and make the interception on the other hash mark because these floating passes, you're giving defenders opportunities to get there. 17.5 passer rating. I don't even want yeah, to even, even <laughs> talk to me about it. I, there's no really no we, – we've talked about this too many times. It sounds like a broken record. You already seen my stance on Jalen Hurts. It's not good. Well, that's the thing. It's just to the point now. I feel like we've spoken about him every week so far, uh, and he's just proving us right every I mean, single. Well, week. you know, and honestly, I've had people come up to me with a straight face and be like, "Well, he's the number two quarterback in fantasy football." That doesn't mean you're good, though. I want to. I was about to curse, <laughs> but I didn't. But the truth is, is that like I don't care, and I wasn't going to say I don't care. I was going to say I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Use don't care it. about that at all. I mean, every ask any Eagle fan, you know, like, hey, man, you want a Super Bowl or do you want a fantasy championship ring? Yeah, exactly. Everybody wants a Super Bowl ring. I mean, if I wasn't a Jet fan and I didn't think that it was so hopeless, I wouldn't even care about fantasy football right okay. now. You know, that's literally how it works. So, But we obviously go to number seven. I want to get off this topic right away. I mean, Jalen Hurts, horrible quarterback. Is he the quarterback of the future? Yes. Is it a bright future? No. Number seven, we're going to go with Aaron Rodgers is a top three MVP candidate, and I'm going to go true. I mean, this guy is just, he just shows every year that he is really one of the best, and really, the ball's in his court when it comes to the Green Bay and him riff that we had going in the beginning of the season. Uh, It's not going to be, you know, Aaron Rodgers missing Green Bay. It's going to be Green Bay missing Aaron Rodgers, so they might want to work on that at some point in the offseason, but Rodgers is really just the, the man, and he can find a way to move the ball every single week. I've been seeing him do it for about six, seven years straight every week. It's incredible. He's a great talent. Yeah, so uh, COVID toe, Aaron Rodgers. Um, do I think he is a top three MVP candidate? I'm not going to lie. I did see um, that article where he actually, like I saw like they had a video of it and everything yeah. of him showing his toe. Yeah. I skipped over it because <laughs> I didn't care about that. I mean, people might have thought that was funny. He's got, he's got a fractured toe. I mean, okay. the fact that someone actually thought it was true that there's a thing called COVID toe, I, you can't be more stupid. You just can't be more stupid. Well, don't worry. That person found a way. Like, someone else hired them. To, uh, like, and so, uh, so, so, listen, like, I know. The stupid tree just goes up yeah. and up. So, like, obviously, I'm not going to fault it on the one person that would say something. Obviously, someone hired that person, and then someone hired that person. So, it's, it, it started first. It started with Pat McAfee. So... Uh, Aaron Rodgers has a weekly spot with Pat Pat Math Wow, Pat McAfee's uh, radio show. Pat, being the jokester that he is, said, you know, because the whole thing with his toe came out, so he said, "Oh, you got COVID toe," and these reporters like run with it and think it's true, and he literally asked Aaron Rodgers a question about COVID toe. In a in an interview, I, I just I was you know, mind boggled. These are people that just don't know anything, and they just believe anything they'll read on the internet. It's pretty pathetic. Just like someone saying that you know Jalen yeah. Hurts and Cam yeah, Newton exactly. is the right choice. All this yeah. kind of stuff they read on the internet. Yeah. it just makes zero sense. Yeah, uh, so but this one actually does make sense. I'm gonna I, go with Aaron Rodgers, definitely an MVP candidate. I will say true, 
on the MVP candidate, I will say false on whatever hairdo he's got going on right now because it's got to go. He looks like an idiot. I, no comment. <laughs> I don't. I don't care about his hair. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't care about his hair. You don't uh, care about his toe. Yeah, I just care about the his toe. Could touchdowns. be a big thing. Yeah, I mean, the hair's gross, but it's, I mean, again, it's nothing you can do. You know what I mean? And obviously, the Rams with their all-in approach was it a failure or not? It's argument, um, but obviously, this team's going to miss Robert Woods, a very you know dependable player for that team. Obviously, didn't have Cam Akers in the beginning of the season. The Rams have had their share of injuries. Matt Stafford clearly not looking uh, healthy at all. Um, they're saying he looks like Jared Goff. You could tell there's no doubt in my mind that Matthew Stafford is hurt currently right now. I'm pretty sure it's something with his back or something else. I don't care. There's no excuses here in the NFL. The Rams are all in approach right now. Is it a failure? Absolutely. You know why? Because they haven't played a Super Bowl yet. Yep. You know, If they win a Super Bowl this year, then absolutely. Am I picking them to even win the Super Bowl? No. I'm going with the Buccaneers. So, therefore, I think this all in approach, absolute failure. Yeah, uh, I'm going to uh, stick with you on that one. That, that's that's a true one. Matthew Stafford, 9-70 and 70 against teams over 500. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Robert Woods was a big big miss. Um, and Von Miller, you really haven't heard much. Odell Beckham, you've only heard bad things. So, uh, yes, it is, a, uh, it is a failure. And it is uh, true that it's uh, a failure. Uh, so, number nine, the last one. All right, hold in your laughter. Okay, we'll do. Firing Jason Garrett solves everything for the Giants. No, no, I don't think it's in. Uh, I think this is absolutely false. I think the New York Giants uh, have a lot of issues right now. I think putting Freddie Kitchens in over Jason Garrett gives you the same problems. I don't see yeah. a difference between the two. Uh, but obviously, um, firing Jason Garrett does nothing for an organization. It was just a scapegoat. You know, That's I've seen organizations fire Jason Garrett before and still do nothing so there's definitely debate on uh on both uh standpoints here but uh no obviously firing jason garrett is not going to solve everything for the giants it didn't solve everything for the cowboys why would it do it for the giants how did it not solve every, everything for i'm the just cowboys? kidding you know you know dak prescott uh yeah just, you know i'm done i'm done with that team daniel jones same thing i mean I, honestly you know when it comes to the nfc east it's like been pathetic you know, I mean, I've been watching. And I thank God the Cowboys win it all. I mean, because if they didn't, I'd be worried. Because obviously, that rest of that division is just pathetic. The Giants, Eagles, and even Washington dealing with everything they have. Uh, you know, if Dallas doesn't come out as division winners, I don't even know what else to tell them. But obviously, when it comes to the Giants, there's no division winning in sight. There's no success in sight. They got to take these t- two top ten picks, get rid of uh, David Gettleman, which makes it a a, a, a problem now. Because yeah. now not only are you going to fire Jason Garrett, you're probably going to fire Joe Judge. I don't understand yeah. a GM that would ever come in you're like, you know what? Never met you a day in my life. Cool, yeah. you could be my head coach. You scream a lot and you yeah. make coaches run laps. Cool. Uh, that sounds like it's right down my alley. I'm telling you right now, if I'm the GM that gets hired by the Giant, that ain't happening. I'm yeah. I'm obviously I'm getting rid of this coach as well. So getting rid of Jason Garrett is not. It's just the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and the New York Giants obviously a fail. Um, but there's nothing you could do there. Uh, you just move on and go from there. You have a great secondary. You just got to find some uh, pass rush right now. You have some weapons on that offensive side. I, I like the kid Tony. I think it was a great draft pick by the New York Giants. Too early. One, one of the many first-round picks they have starting right now. So they've obviously used their their draft capital a lot. 
uh, Daniel Jones as well, obviously, but they got to find solutions. It's got to come from the offensive line. It's been nothing short of terrible. Again, like I talked about, this offensive line draft board, there's a lot of them, and the New York Giants will have every opportunity to grab one in the draft. Well, I mean, look at the Giants with, you know, like like you were saying with the draft capital. Like, look at what they spent their draft picks on. All right, so you look at their starting lineups. Daniel Jones, six pick. Saquon Park, uh, Saquon Barkley, two pick. Um, Tony, first round pick. Will Hernandez, first round pick. Andrew Thomas, first round pick. I, I mean, do I got to keep going? Well, Will I, Hernandez I mean, was an early second. Early second, okay, but still, a first or second round pick, and you're as bad as anything. Like that's, it's either you're drafting bad or you're just. Just everything is hard. Well, right now, the team. offensive line has got to figure it out. It's, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. It's really the offensive line. And obviously, what they did wrong was they actually went and they bought a lot of tackles, and it didn't work out for them. So they went out and drafted Andrew Thomas, who's been definitely a brighter spot for the New York Giants. I think they've been really, really— he stays uh, healthy. Yeah, absolutely. But just like any left tackle, you, I mean, you're talking to a Jet fan, you're talking to a Jet, uh, Cowboy fan. Yeah, no. I mean, Tyron Smith couldn't stay healthy. Neither can uh, Mekhi Beck. It's very yeah. difficult to stay healthy at that position. People rolling over your ankles, everything else. But— you know, for the Giants, it really will start with this draft that they got coming up. I'm pretty sure uh, they can really just hope that this season really is like a wash at this point. I don't think they know that. You know, I'm pretty sure they're aware that they're not going anywhere this year. Um, you know, right now you need to really just experiment to see what you do have. Uh, again, like I said, they have a lot of talent on that offensive side of the football. They really just got to clean up that offensive line. I think you give Daniel Jones one more year. You definitely don't hire him to that extra year. And then you go from there. You don't franchise him. You don't do anything else. You give him one more opportunity to be successful. It's been four years. You got to be able to do it by your fourth year. And if you can't do it at that standpoint, and they got to really just increase the offensive line because he's had nothing to work with. Oh, yeah. But Joe Judge got to stop with these quarterback, you know, these quarterback calls yeah. where he's running the football right away or catching it. You're not giving the team any option to throw, pass. You know, obviously, you know, it just seems like right now the Giants are in absolute chaos and uh, firing Jason Garrett's not going to solve everything. But it does solve the uh, stuff in the very beginning. It's not like it made a difference. They put up 13 points last week. Their offense has a lot of work to do. So, uh, before we get out of here, expectations for week 13. Or week 14, actually. Um, so, what are you expecting? What are, we, what are we seeing? What are we expecting to see in week 14? I mean, I'll be honest. I expect to see, you know, uh, really teams running away. You know, and we get a, a clear idea of what's going to be, uh, how this team is going to pan out. You know, unfortunately, how like, you know, the NFL has been shifting all year long. You know, one year we had the Rams as number one. Another year we had Cowboy. We had, we had the Cowboys at one at one point. Me, we did. We did. Uh, yeah. Because they were. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so then we had the Rams, so we had the Cowboys, and then we obviously had the Buccaneers in the beginning of the season. We even had the Chiefs up there at times, and we were questioning whether the Chiefs were even a top 10 uh, team. So the the league has been really in a shambles. So uh, I could I expect by week 14, and honestly by the completion of week 14, for us to have a clear idea of where these teams stand in the playoffs. Like we talked about, the NFC is pretty much figured out. The AFC, a lot of teams that I actually personally like aren't even in a playoff spot right now. So there's a lot of uh, shifting that needs to go around. I think that gets cleared up by week 14, no doubt in my mind. So I'm expecting, uh, it's actually week 13. I don't know why I keep saying week 14. Well, I, I, uh, yeah. but what I was trying to tell you was, by, that's why it confused yeah. me, but yeah. by and week uh, 14 I expect to get a, a clear understanding <laughs> of the playoff picture yeah. at that point. So uh, 
what I'm expecting for week 13 uh, is just basically all the top teams to get W's. I mean, we're looking at, uh, you know, all these top teams. Arizona, I see, getting a win. Cowboys getting a win. Um, the Colts getting a win. Charger, uh, the Chargers or the Bengals, that's a, that's a good game, actually. Tampa Bay getting a win. Um, the Rams getting a win. The Raiders getting a win. The Ravens getting a win. The, the 49ers winning. The Chiefs winning. And then you have the Monday night game, which is going to be the best game of the week. Wow. Bills and Patriots. You guys get Dallas. Dallas gets New Orleans. What a joke. So lucky. No Camara, probably. I and mean, it should be so tough for Dallas to win that game. So... All day long. All, all day. day. <laughs> all day. Yeah, I know it hurts. I know it hurts. That's why I do it. <laughs> yeah, so I you know, I'm expecting all the top teams to to get dubs. And uh in that Monday night game, I, I, I I'm expecting a very, very, very good game uh between the Bills and the Patriots. And I'm gonna say uh the uh Patriots win. Yeah, I'm I'm going with you on the Patriots on this one. I mean honestly I you know, it's a game I would never touch. Uh, it's oh, no, gonna be back no, and no. forth, but yeah. I think uh Missing Tredavious White is going to be a big part of the uh, Buffalo Bills, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll see the difference. I think, you know, right now you just got the better running game going to the, you know, the New England Patriots, and uh, Buffalo's got to clean up that running game. And if they don't, uh, you're looking at a Buffalo team that's going to struggle on uh, Monday night. Absolutely. Uh, but that will do it for today's show. Hope everybody had a uh, fun Thanksgiving. Uh, and, you know, it's a holiday season now. So uh, be careful, have fun, save some money, buy some presents. Yeah, buddy. Uh, that will do it for the show. I'm Jerry. I'm Kevin. Be breezy. Be breezy. And it is all over. You've been listening to Running Up the Score. We run up the score on sports radio.